Good morning, good morning, good morning. Oh my goodness me, I am sat next to a window. I've got up, I've opened the window and I am sat um, next to my open window and I'm still not feeling any air coming in because there's no breeze again. <laughs> I'm going to be complaining about the heat again all day. <laughs> Oh, well, not to worry, eh? Um, I'm so jealous. I really wish that I lived in New Zealand right now because, because it's at the opposite side of the world. I happen to know that it is winter and it's freezing cold there. So unfair. <laughs> I really want it to be freezing cold here. Oh, I might go and have to, you know... Have a little visit of New Zealand, shall I? Hmm. Uh, I'm sure I'll cope. Right. Okay. We have a happy birthday to say. We have a happy five-year-old today. Mm -hmm. So, who is five today? <gasps> it's Stanley. Happy, happy birthday, Stanley. Oh, five is such a lovely age. So you say, or your mummy says, that could I say hello to Stanley and happy birthday because he loves listening every day and it would make his day if I say happy birthday. So I hope I'm making your day, Stanley. Um... I hope that you get everything that you ask for, that you have the best birthday ever and you get lots of presents, but most of all, you get lots of cake because that's the best thing about birthdays is birthday cake. Oh, my goodness me. Right. I have a riddle for you, not just for Stanley, but for everybody. <laughs> okay, so the riddle is two people were playing a game of chess and they both won. How is this possible? And just a little tip. It wasn't a draw. They both actually won. So how is that possible? <laughs> so tell me the answer if you know the answer to that riddle. Right, what else have we got? I've got a fun fact for you as well. Wowzers. So, did you know, I I find this awesome, okay, but did you know that the earth that we live on, the earth, you know, <laughs> receives between 100 and 300 metric ton, which is uh, just so much of cosmic dust every day now cosmic dust is the dust from outer space so 
space dust, basically, 100 to 300 metric ton every day sprinkles down to Earth. Wow, Earth must be a very dusty planet. <laughs> That's possibly, ah, that possibly explains why I've got a dusty house. It's obviously coming in the windows. That's what it is. It doesn't matter how much I dust, there is always more dust. It's obviously cosmic dust. It's obviously coming from space. Now I know. That, oh, now I've got such a, a great explanation for why I've got a dusty house. <laughs> oh, I can't help it because... The space, outer space, is just depositing its dust inside my house. <laughs> Do you think anybody's going to believe me? I doubt it. Huh. Oh, dearie me. Now, it was cupcake day yesterday. <sighs> Who made cupcakes? We did. Well, I didn't. My daughter and my son made some cupcakes uh so they turned out a lot better than our biscuits did the other day of our cookies um but so now we have some beautiful cupcakes all decorated my youngest son helped decorate them but he didn't help make them um so but that was after they got in from school um and my daughter wasn't very impressed because she did PE yesterday. And she's not a big PE fan anyway. <laughs> but she doesn't think that they should make her do PE in this weather because it's too hot. Um, but they do make them do PE. Uh, but she asked to go, go and get a drink of water because... Um, it was it was hot and she was thirsty and the PE teacher said no so she wasn't very happy um so I do have to go into school and say today that you know if if they are thirsty I do think they should um you know they should really allow them to have a drink of water uh in this heat because it's so hot and all I'm doing is drinking, so I think I need to sort of have a little word. Um, but I hate going into school and having little words. It's so, oh, I don't know, I don't feel as if I should. <laughs> but I have to, I think, in this case. Um, so I hope if you're, if you're in um, a country that's hot, not um obviously New Zealand <laughs> or Australia where it's nice and cool at the moment but if it is hot where you are make sure that you are drinking a lot um because it's very very important I still don't drink enough um and I'm still dehydrated but at least I get to drink you know whenever I want to I'm drinking a bottle of water as we speak. <laughs> so anyway, oh my goodness me, so hot. Um, right, 
I have a recipe for you, okay, for unicorn pasta. Okay, I call it unicorn pasta, but that's only because I love um, pasta. I love unicorns, but it's bright pink pasta. How awesome is that? And it's very healthy because it's got beets in it. So um, all you need is four ingredients. And that's the pasta. It can be any kind. We use spaghetti because it's just like long and flowing. Um, a beet, a, a, quite a big beet. Um, a spoonful of cream cheese. Big spoonful of cream cheese and a spoonful of butter and that's all you need you can add a little bit of milk if you want but you don't have to and all you have to do is make the pasta as you would normally so with the hot water um obviously this is a mummy or daddy job not a child job um once you've drained the pasta um or while you're making the pasta you um put a whole beet in the food in a food food bleh, start again in a food processor and whiz it until it's just like a um i don't know like a creamy mess really um and then once you've drained the pasta you add the cream cheese and the butter and mix them all together and then you add the beet okay and mix it all together and it turns pink so you have it's like a um creamy cheesy sauce um that's mixing it together but it is amazing my kids love it and it's as i say it's so easy to make because it's only got the four ingredients my kids love pasta anyway so pasta is just great just sprinkle a bit of cheese on the top of it and you're good to go or you could put whatever you want inside you could put little bits of um veg just uh you know those bags of frozen veg that you can just cook in the microwave or something and you know or bung a couple of bits of broccoli in it or um whatever they love it so um i just thought i would share a very simple recipe um for a meal that you might like you might enjoy so there you go <laughs> um right oh my goodness me um what day is it today well, it's Thursday and it's the 15th of June. We are halfway through the month. I cannot believe we are halfway through the sixth month of year. Once we get to the 30th of June, we're halfway through the year. Absolutely. Um, it's just unbelievable. 
once we get to the 1st of July, we're nearer Christmas or this Christmas coming than we are last Christmas. <gasps> How awesome is that? It's going to be Christmas again before we know it. Oh, my goodness. So, but apart from that, what other days is it, apart from being halfway through the month? Well, it is Nature Photography Day. So, you go out there and take some photos of nature. Um, my favourite photo of nature is the one that I took of the dragonfly resting on my uh, in my garden, um, which if you go on to my Facebook page, um, you will see it there because I did post it the last time I spoke of it. And it is a beautiful photo. Um, so let's have a look. Uh, National Smile Power Day. So you need to smile and feel the power of when you smile at someone. Smile at everybody. Just go around with a big smile on your face today. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, National Lobster Day. And Beer Day Britain, apparently. So that means in Britain it is Beer Day. Well, uh, I'm not a big fan of beer, but lots of people are. So they're going to have, well, possibly not going to have great fun because it's Thursday. should be Beer Day on a weekend day, really, shouldn't it? It shouldn't be... Um, uh, be a day on a Thursday because that's a school day or a work day um, so that's all the days today don't forget it's um, meet a mate week so make a date to meet a mate oh that's rhymes how clever <laughs> oh do you know what I'm so tired um, right 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 what else what have you been up to um this week have you been up to anything good um so far we have and i mean it is horrendous i really don't recommend going out in this heat at all but we have we've been out and we've fed the ducks um uh we fed the birds um what else have we done um obviously baked cookies and cupcakes um well i haven't um my children have ah what else have we done not a lot because it's just too hot to move right now um every time i i sit down and i look outside and i think oh we could do this and i think oh no maybe not <laughs> do you know what it was even too hot to pull the weeds up in the garden the other day um, I wait until the evening when it's a little bit cooler and then I go out and water the garden. Um, but that's as far as I go. I don't pull up any weeds or anything in this. <sighs> and my cat um, hates the heat. He follows, some cats follow the sun around and just lay constantly in the sun. My cat 
follows the sun around but goes in the shade and every time the sun creeps towards him he'll then go a little bit further so that he's in the shade again and then um when the sun creeps <laughs> he does it all over again um poor thing he hides around the garden every time the sun touches him he goes and finds the shade again um he's a bit like me like owner like cat clearly um and we are very very lucky because uh not only do we have baby starlings and baby sparrows as normal and we also have a baby crow i was telling you about the other day well yesterday i discovered we have a baby magpie as well who keeps coming in the garden i couldn't think what it was that was making this horrendous squeaking noise um and it, i realized when i was looking that we have a baby magpie and it was sitting on the fence squeaking really really loudly um for its mum to feed it um so we're very very lucky in our garden that we've got all these different birds and they bring their babies to us um and they're so gorgeous and so funny um watching them being fed and um and just watching them well the starlings have now got they're old enough that they don't need to be fed by their mums. Um, but now they're feeding themselves, but they're <clears throat> squabbling with each other. You've never seen anything like it. They're like, um, I don't know, brothers and sisters just fighting constantly. They're so funny. So noisy, though. <laughs> so um it's i love watching the birds in my garden it's so funny right i am going to give you a an impossible question and the impossible question is from nikki and um who says why can't i remember falling asleep hmm very good question nikki because um it's true you don't remember falling asleep do you well i mean you've done it thousands of times so it's something that you should remember but you still have no idea what it feels like but don't worry nobody remembers falling asleep nobody uh so Oh, excuse me. Bear with me because my computer's going haywire at the moment. There we go. So, don't, as I say, don't worry. No one remembers the moment they fall asleep each night. It's because of the way that our brains make memories. So part of your brain called the hippocampus... <laughs> Sounds like hippopotamus, doesn't it? Helps to change short-term memories like what happened at the beginning of this podcast into long-term memories like what happened on your last birthday. After this change has happened, the short-term memory fades to make room for more. If you wake... A few seconds after falling asleep, 
you will still remember the thoughts you were thinking or the sounds you heard as you fell asleep. Because these are still active in your short-term memory and it won't feel like you've been sleeping at all. But if you fall asleep for longer than a few minutes, these short-term memories fade away. And they never get transferred to your long-term memory because... Ah, your hippocampus is asleep too. Even if you wake up just six minutes after falling asleep, everything you were thinking or feeling at that moment will have just faded away. This is also why you should keep a notepad by your bed and write all those brilliant world-changing ideas that come to your head or come to you as soon as your head hits the pillow. If you leave it until the morning, they will be lost forever. Wow. So, oh my goodness me, that is awesome. Um, do you keep a notepad by your bed? I do, simply because I want to remember my dreams. Um, and sometimes I'll wake up in the middle of the night and I'll scribble my dreams very quickly because if I go back to sleep and forget about them, I will never remember them. So sometimes I really want to know what I've been dreaming about. So I do keep a notepad by my bed. And I also tend to have my best ideas in the middle of the night. Um, I don't know why, but all of a sudden I'll wake up and it's as if an idea has been poking me in the head <laughs> and saying, wake up, wake up. We need you to need you to write this one down. Um, so, yeah. Uh, for some reason, all my good ideas always come to me at night, in the middle of the night, when I should, should be sleeping. So, there you go. Um, and there we are. That is it. Do -do -do -do. So now we are going to have a story. Uh, what story shall we have, I hear you ask? Well, I thought we would have a Mrs. Pepperpot story. We haven't had a Mrs. Pepperpot one for a while. So, here goes. Mrs. Pepperpot and the Bilberries. Things were not very lively at Mrs. Pepperpot's house. Mr. Pepperpot was in a bad mood. Oh dear. He'd been in it for days and Mrs. Pepperpot simply didn't know how to get him out of it. She put flowers on the table and cooked him his favourite dish, fried bacon with macaroni cheese. But it was all no use. Mr. Pepperpot 
just went on moping. Oh, I don't know what's the matter with him, sighed Mrs Pepperpot. Perhaps he's pining for pancakes. So she made him a big pile of pancakes. When her husband came in for dinner, his face lit up at the sight of them. But as soon as he'd sat down and picked up his knife and fork to start eating, his face fell again. He was as glum as before. Ah, oh, well, he said, staring up at the ceiling. I suppose it's too much to ask. I've had enough of this, cried Mrs Pepperpot. You tell me what's wrong or I'll shrink, so I will. You remember that Mrs Pepperpot had a habit of shrinking to the size of a pepperpot, although not usually, I'm afraid, when she wanted to, but at the most inconvenient moments. You have something on your mind, that's quite clear, she went on. But you don't think of me, do you? Watching your face getting longer every day is no joke, I can tell you. Now even pancakes can't cheer you up. Pancakes are all right, nodded Mr Pepperpot. But there's something else missing. What could that be? asked his wife. Couldn't we sometimes have a bit of bilberry jam with the pancakes instead of just eating them plain? <sighs> and Mr Pepperpot gave a great sigh. At last she understood. <sighs> it was a very long time since she'd given him bilberry jam and that was what the poor man had been missing. Oh my goodness, talk about spoilt. <laughs> Well, if that's all you want, I'll go and pick some bilberries this very minute, said Mrs Pepperpot. And she snatched a bucket from a hook on the wall and rushed out of the door. She walked rather fast because she was cross with her husband. And as she walked, she talked to herself. I've got the silliest husband alive, she muttered. I was a fool to marry him. In fact, there's only one bigger fool than me, and that's him. Oh, how stupid he is. In no time at all, she reached the spot in the forest where the bilberries grow. She put her bucket under a bush and started picking into the cup she had in her apron pocket. Every time the cup was full, she emptied it into the bucket. Cup after cup went in until the bucket needed only one more cup to be quite full. But then you can guess what happened. Just as she picked the last bilberry into the cup, lo and behold, she shrank to the size of a pepper pot. Oh, now we're in a jam, that's certain. And I don't mean bilberry jam, said the little old woman, who now had a tiny voice like a mouse. Still, I can't, I expect I can manage to get the cup as far as the bucket if I push and pull hard enough. After that, we'll have to think again. So she crooked her arm through the handle and dragged the cup along. It's very hard at first. But then she came to an ant path made of slippery pine needles. Here it was much easier because the cup could just slide along it. And all the time little ants and big ants kept scuttling to and fro beside her. 
She tried to talk to them. How do you do, Aunt? She said. Hard at work, I see. Yes, there's always plenty to do. And that's a fact. But the ants were far too busy to answer. Couldn't you stop for a minute and talk to me, she asked. But they just hurried on. Well, I shall have to talk to myself, then I won't be disturbing anybody. And she sat down with her back, leaning against the cup. As she sat there, she suddenly felt something breathe down her neck. She turned around and saw a fox standing there, waving his tail in a friendly sort of way. Hello, Mr Fox. Are you out for a stroll? said Mrs Pepperpot. Oh, lucky you don't know my hens. Ah, oh dear, I nearly let my tongue run away with me. Where did you say your hens were, Mrs Pepperpot? asked the fox in his silkiest voice. Ah, that would be telling, wouldn't it, said Mrs Pepperpot. But as you see, I'm rather busy just now. I've got to get this cup of bilberries hauled over to that bucket somehow. So I haven't time to talk to you. I'll carry the cup for you, said the fox, as polite as could be. Then you can talk while we walk. Well, thanks very much, said Mrs Pepperpot. As I was saying, my hens are... Oh, there now. I nearly said it again. The fox smiled encouragingly. Just go on talking. It doesn't matter what you say to me. I'm not usually one to gossip, but somehow it is so easy to talk about my hens being... Oh, goodness, why don't I keep my mouth shut? Anyway, there's the bucket. So if you would be so kind and set the cup down beside it... I'll tell you where my hens are. That's right, you tell me. Your hens will be quite safe with me. Oh, they certainly will, laughed Mrs Pepperpot, for they're all far away. They were broody, so I lent them to the neighbour to hatch out their eggs. Then the fox saw he had been tricked, and he was so ashamed, he slunk away into the forest and hid himself. Ha, ha, ha! That was a fine trick you played on the fox, said a voice quite close to Mrs Pepperpot. She looked up and there stood a wolf towering over her. Well, if it isn't Mr Wolf, said Mrs Pepperpot, swallowing hard to keep up her courage. Mm, the very person I need. You could help me tip this cup of bilberries into the bucket. Oh, no, you can't fool me like you did the fox, said the wolf. Oh, I'm not trying to fool you at all, said Mrs Pepperpot. She'd had a good idea and was no longer afraid. You'd better do as I say or I'll send for one-eyed threadless. The wolf laughed. <laughs> I've heard many old wives' tales, but I've never heard that one before. It's not an old wives' tale, said Mrs Pepperpot indignantly, and I'm not just an old wife. I'm Mrs Pepperpot, who can shrink and grow again, all in a flash. 
One Eye Threadless is my servant. Ha ha, I'd like to see that servant of yours, laughed the wolf. Very well, stick your nose into my apron pocket here and you'll meet him, said Mrs Pepperpot. So the wolf put his nose in her apron pocket and pricked it very severely on a needle she kept there. Ow! Ow! he started and shouted and started running towards the forest. But Mrs Pepperpot called him back at once. Come here, you haven't done your job yet. Empty that cup into that bucket and don't you dare spill a single berry or I'll send for one eye threadless to prick you again. The wolf didn't dare disobey her, but as soon as he had emptied the cup into the bucket, he ran like the fox to the forest to hide. Mrs Pepperpot had a good laugh as she watched him go, but then she heard something rustle near the bucket. This time it was that big brown bear himself. Dear me, what an honour! said Mrs Pepperpot in a shaky voice, and she curtsied so low she nearly disappeared into the bushes. Has the fine weather tempted your majesty out for a walk? Yes, growled the big brown bear and went on sniffing at the bucket. How very fortunate for me. As your majesty can see, I've picked a whole bucket of berries but it's not very safe for a little old woman like myself to walk in the forest alone could i ask your majesty to carry the bucket out to the road for me i don't know about that said the bear i like bilberries myself oh yes of course but you're not like the rest of them your majesty you wouldn't rob a poor little old woman like me. Bilberries, that's what I want, said the bear and put his head down to start eating. In a flash, Mrs Pepperpot had jumped on his neck and started tickling him behind his ears. What are you doing? asked the bear. I'm just tickling your ears for you, answered Mrs Pepperpot. Doesn't it feel good? Good? It's almost better than eating the berries, said the bear. Well, if your majesty would be so kind as to carry the bucket, I could be tickling your majesty's ears all the way, said the artful Mrs Pepperpot. Oh, very well then, grumbled the bear. When they reached the road, the bear put the bucket down very carefully on a flat stone. Many, many thanks, your majesty, said Mrs Pepperpot as she made another deep curtsy. Thank you, said the bear and shuffled off into the forest. When the bear had gone, Mrs Pepperpot became her usual size again. So she picked up her bucket and hurried homeward. It's really not very difficult to look after yourself, even when you're only the size of a pepperpot, she told herself. As long as you know how to tackle the people you meet. Cunning people must be tricked. Cowardly ones must be frightened. And the big strong ones must have their ears tickled. And as for bad-tempered husbands, the only thing to do with them is to give them bilberry jam with their pancakes. <laughs>
or just ignore them, which I would do. <laughs> oh, dear me. Fancy getting in such a bad mood because you wanted some bilberry jam. Why don't you just ask? Honestly, I don't know. So, um, are we all going to have a nice day today? Are we going to school? Are we, what are we, what else could we be doing? I don't know what, I would love to just go and have an adventure. What kind of adventure would you like to have? Would you like to have a pirate adventure? Or, ooh, I don't know, what else? What other kind of adventure could you have? Um, a flying adventure. Mm. Um, I don't know, I can't think of any others. I don't know what kind of adventure I'd like to have. Just go on a road trip, not know where I was going, but just drive until I reach somewhere exciting. <laughs> anyway, I won't be doing that. I will be going to work. Um, so I know where I'm going to go when I get in the car. I will be facing the car to work and then get there. And that's it. It's not very adventurous today, is it? Oh, well. Um, anyway, anyway, I think that we ought to go now and we ought to um, just go and have a great day, whatever we're doing, okay? But I do know that you need to make sure that you are, that you take care and stay safe. That's the most important thing because then you can come back and join me tomorrow. Yay! How exciting. So make sure whatever you're doing today, you do it well, you do it good, but you take care while you're doing it, okay? And I'll see you all again tomorrow. So, bye for now.